here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? Welcome inside Adapting with Alex Garrett. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Let's adapt together right now. What happens when your mom and you lose a loved one like your daughter who has special needs, who had a feeding tube, and she goes way too early. How do you recover from that? How do you bounce back? You may not, but for Raquel Johnson, she did something so special in the memory of her daughter, Cadence. Uh, Raquel, firstly, thank you for coming on today to Alex Garrett Podcasting. Thank you for having me. Now, this is the adaptability portion, and I feel like this is a huge story to cover because you did lose cadence. Uh, just tell us your story a little bit before I get into asking the, the tough questions here. So just, just tell us a little bit about the backstory. My name is Raquel Johnson Poole. And um, when I was pregnant with cadence, I was like 25 years old and um, had a perfect pregnancy. You know, everything was good. But unfortunately, the last, you know, about eight months, um, started feeling like, you know, cramps and stuff like that. Went to the um the emergency room and you know, there she goes, placental abruption. Um it was a very horrific moment, horrific time ever in my life. And um after that she was born dead. They resuscitated her. And um, gave her three hours to live, and she lived until she was five years old. And every day she lived, would you say that was a victory for you guys? I mean, every day that she was able to live, she obviously touched your hearts. Yes. Yes, it did. It was. And so tell us about, because the, the whole process, the whole point of creating the store, KMG Loveware, is because she couldn't fit into clothing, from what I read. Is that correct? I actually did that after she passed away. You know, I I decided to just come up with this, you know, with this idea that I've always had. And that was the perfect time, you know, to do that instead of sitting around and feeling sorry for myself, you know, and overwhelmed with emotions constantly. I decided to just do that to honor her. And and now, how many years is this in that, that it has um, taken off, actually, this store? The storefront, actually, we just opened up in December of last year. And um, we have been online for about three years now. Well, congrats in the middle of a pandemic for opening the store. That's a, that's a big deal to have a storefront. But for you, how did you manage to not wilt, not let give up how did you manage to do that i think that's important to talk about because you know when you're a parent of a disabled kid you don't know what's going to happen next so how have you been able to have this fortitude through her life and after it comes from support you know um everyone in my life during that time when i really needed it the most you know um who who i didn't expect to reach out they reached out and you know give me encouraging words on a daily basis um some will come by you know and motivate me and stuff like that and prayer you know 
just pray and meditate. You know, that helped me a, a, a lot. And when Cadence was here on this earth, how, how bright of a light was she? Um, and I'm sure when you talk about her, even though she is passed on, you still have that smile that, yes, she made an impact on everybody around her. Yes, she did. The nurses loved her where she was um, at Elizabeth Seaton up in Yonkers. Um, they loved her. You know, Montefiore Hospital in the Bronx, town, they loved her. You know, everywhere she went, the doctors and the nurses, they just loved her. And uh, and did she have any siblings? I'm kind of curious how, how, if she did, how they were with her. No. There's no siblings. And for you, see, I, I want to bring on too because there's special needs parents that worry about this. So what is your message to them too that, yes, you can continue on the legacy of your loved one should they go before you? How do you, how do you work and look to inspire those that are dealing with these situations on the daily, really? By spreading the love. Cherish every moment that you have with them and always prepare yourself for what is to come. You know, always cherish the moment, love them. They are no different from any one of us, you know, and you have to love and believe in their strength. Sometimes the, um, the medical doctors, you know, they, they look at things differently. But as a parent, as a mother, you know the power that you have, you know. And with that being said, don't give up on your child. Keep pushing, you know, and they will turn around. Miracles do happen. Sometimes now, it does, you know, because it's not, you know, the universe, you know, saying, okay, no, this is not going to happen this time. But, you know, miracles do happen. It's your time. It's your time. If it's not, it's just not. And so I want to, it's obviously making sure your child is clothed is a tough thing. So um, were you frustrated with that? I mean, it seems like you were very frustrated that you were not able to find the right clothes. Yeah, she was naked a lot. (laughs) She was naked um, majority of the time. And even though I, well, I, she had tons of clothes because I made sure she was dressed in the best, you know. But because of the um, feeding tube, the G-tube, it always messes her clothes up. And it's always leaking, you know, and stuff like that. So after she passed, I said, you know what, this will be a great idea, you know. Because when she was alive, like, I I wouldn't have had the time to even do what I'm doing now. Because I dedicated all my time to her. And so how did you come up with this idea to create the store? And by the way, I, I want to ask, how was, did you have the father there too? How was the family dynamic with everyone there um, around her? No, no father. Um, just myself. A couple family members, yes, you know, um, friends, you know, I kept her very private. I kept her very private because I believe that when they're so, you know, they're so, I would say they're like a sponge, you know, they're so sensitive 
So it's like you have to be careful what energy you bring around these types of children, you know, these types of miracles, right. you know, because you have to protect them with your everything. So mm. I was very extremely overprotective of her. And did that mean that you guys didn't go out a lot? Was she outdoors? Was she, did she have sort of some sort of socialization with everything going on? Well, she was actually bedridden. Um, she was, she lived at a children's facility, Elizabeth Seaton, up in Yonkers, New York. Um, but I would visit her regularly, and um, she would do activities. She even started to go to school and everything. You know, she was doing good. She did a lot of um, activities and stuff like that, you know, even though she was bedridden. And her disability issues was really extreme. Because, you know, he damaged her brain. So, you know, the f- certain function abilities was totally off. Were you, that, were you amazed at her fortitude, though? Like, did that, did, that, um, did that surprise you in a way? Or were you amazed at her fortitude and maybe she was adapting in her own way? Would you say that, too? Yes. You know, maybe she was adapting in her own way. You know, she, she had a whole different type of personality. (laughs) Was she able to talk? I noticed she had a trach on. Was she able to talk? No, she wasn't exact. I wouldn't say she talked in her own way. Yes, she spoke within her own ways, you know, um, as in body languages, facial, you know, facial expressions and stuff like that. And, uh, and and you could just tell how she was feeling based on that. Um, yes. did, how did she come to do that? Do you think, did, did someone train her? Did she come by it naturally to be able to communicate that way? No, she came by naturally. Oh, that's very, that's sweet. And I'm sure she's looking down right now and saying, I'm proud of you, Mom, for continuing this legacy through this store. And so is it locally or do you have people from around the world even coming to the store to, to help their special needs child? I would say so far, people have been reaching out to me, you know, from all over, just off of, uh, you know, on Channel 12 News in the Bronx on Sunday. But before that, you know, because of the pandemic, things have been slow. And a lot of people still haven't noticed that we are here. But people are, you know, taking their time and noticing that I'm actually here. We do take clothing for granted, but did you have some research into this, not just personal experience, but did you then research into this to making the store like, yeah, there are a lot of kids who have issues um, with the way clothes fit on them. Did, did the research come into play at all? Yes, it did. I did a total research um, before I even registered this company, you know, and knew my competitors and, you know, do all of that good stuff. <laughs> and what did you find? I'm I'm curious what you found. It's a lot of businesses out there as well that does adaptive wear now. Example, Target, you know, Tommy Hill figure, those major big stores. So those those will be my competitors. But the difference between their 
they're what they're doing and what I'm doing is that I'm doing it out of sentimental meaning. I'm doing this out of love, love. Hence came they love, I yes. Love, yes, because I love what I'm doing and I love children, you know, I love the special needs community. You know, I'm excited. I used to work when I was pregnant with uh, with Cadence. I used to work um, at a company, a developmental company with, you know, kids. And I I love them. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's something that really is home. Well, you talk about the competition, but I was sort of wondering, did, did you have any stats? Like, is there a number of stats that say, yes, kids with special needs, even with a feeding, feeding tube, have issues being clothed? Like, is there a stat on this or, or not really? Somewhat, because now that, um, you know, a lot of families are reaching out and, you know, teachers are, teachers as well is saying, this is something that is well needed especially here in New York. You just said uh, a couple of minutes ago that you do this for love while other companies and then you work for a company. So having had that experience in the adaptive wear community, did you ever think that your God would tap you to be part of that community in, in the way he has? Like, did you seem like you didn't expect Cadence to, to be disabled at all when she was born? So um, did you ever expect you to be immersed in it even more now? I would say I've accepted it more now um, after I had her. And, you know, I realized that, hey, she's still human. You know, um, they actually wanted me to give up on her to pull the plug. And I told them, no, you're crazy. I'm a strong believer. You know, I have a lot of faith and I'm very firm in my beliefs. So um, that's. That kind of helped me, you know. I love that God is playing a role here. So I, I would have to say then the next is that God's calling you to do the store, isn't he? Yes, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much so. This is something that I love I love doing. I enjoy doing it. I work 24-7 around the clock, even when I'm home in bed. I actually do a lot of researching, you know, I read up on a lot of stuff, different stuff. You know, I am always, always, always looking for the next, you know, best thing, like different ideas, you know, stuff like that I could bring into this company, which will be here sometime this year or next year. You got to keep us um, updated. By the way, you're in Riverdale and that KMJ Loveware. I, I love the title of that. Cadence Mara Johnson is who uh, that store is in memory of, and I'm talking with her mom, Raquel Johnson. This, having experienced this, do you still feel like you would want to have another kid? And then, you know, does it scare you from having another kid at all or not really? No, it doesn't. I would love to have another child, you know, when I feel like, you know, it's time for me to do so. Well, that's that's powerful. Yeah. But right now I'm just focusing on getting this message out there, you know, to each and every family that they should love and believe in their strength. And that's what Cadence gave me. It so sounds, I'm sharing it. It sounds like she did. And it sounds like you're carrying on her legacy. You know, yesterday was the year anniversary of Kobe's tragic death and everything else going on with COVID and everything. It hits home the importance of continuing a legacy of the loved ones before it, doesn't it? 
Yes. You know, May 25th, coming, will, you know, that's her memorial day. And we will be letting go some balloons in the year, like I did for her birthday in January 12th. It's a good thing and it's a sad thing to be sure. reflecting on their memories because it does bring back a lot of pain, knowing that they're really not here, you know, and you can't really hug them in person. But as for me, I cremated her and I put her in a teddy bear. So whenever I'm feeling like that certain type of way, I just go and I hold her, you know, when uh-huh. I talk to her. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's heartwarming um this is very moving now how can people get in touch with you because i I want people to know more about this story how can they get in touch with you they can get um straight they could get straight contact with me um at 929-402-6087 that's a direct business line for me and my email is kmjlovewear at gmail.com and we are also on Instagram and Facebook, KMJ Love Wear. And you look for me. We're on Google. We're all on every platform and news platform right now as well. You know, I was just thinking about COVID and KMJLove.com. Is that correct? I think I saw that as yes. a website. We are in the middle of a pandemic. So if Cadence was here today, how would you help her through the pandemic? How would you do that? Because I feel like everybody's so stressed out, especially the disability community, because no one can really go out at the, with the high risks. So how would you help her adapt to this? Wow. How would it actually be by her side? <laughs> like 24-7, 24-7, because she was, you know, she she would have been so vulnerable, um, you know, sensitive to the least of the things. She gets sick. So, you know, I just have to do what I would have to do as a mom, you know? And and that's warming, considering I know a lot of people can't see their loved ones right now during this time. And, and so... Is there a COVID message? I know you talk about how the shop's been sort of affected, but overall, is there a COVID message to the special needs, the adaptability community to say, yes, we can get through this? I mean, you're a shining example. You have the story. You're getting through this through the through your work, but how can people who may not have that avenue but want to get through it, how can they get through it? How can you inspire those today listening? Do not give up. You know, um, sometimes there are blessings may come in different forms. And even if you may have a dollar and you see somebody that really needs that, really needs it, you can split that dollar with that person. And God will surely bless you and open up doors for you. Always be nice. You know, um, protect yourself. You know, um, Wear your marks. Do what, you know, do what the government is saying. Wear your marks. Do everything that's right. Don't give up. Keep the faith. Stand firm. And you love and you believe in your own, your strength. You will get through this. We all will get through this. There are many types of help out there. You know, you just have to find the right help. You know, so just 
hold on, don't give up the faith. This too shall pass. Amen to that. Um, you mentioned how you were very isolated in the way you brought in your family, certain family members, to be with Cadence. Does that energy of protection lead to the store now? Like, or or is the store more or less not isolated? But you know, how, how have you turned that energy into caring for Cadence, into caring for the store? I guess is my question. It's differentiated. Um, with Cadence now, the energy has to be protected. Um, reason why she's very sensitive, but the store. You know, I'm still protecting it because it it does, you know, signifies her as well. But I am, I'm open. <laughs> you know, I'm open. I know how now to, to deal with things, to handle things, you know, better than how I used to back then when I was younger. So, you know, I'm much more firm now. You, you mentioned you're open, and I wish everybody else was open in the city. I hope the lockdowns get eased up soon. No, um, like, I'm open, but not really, like, open to too much public. You know, I have the um, stickers on the floor. I have sanitizer, everything. You know, they enter the, the, the door, the store, um, but majority is they order online. Order online, I come in, I ship the stuff out to you. That is hard work. And I'm sure it sounds like you're there almost every hour if you if you need to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm here like um, majority of the, of the days, you know, the week. Being so immersed in this and being involved with someone who has special needs like Cadence and the, before her, your other experiences... The lockdowns are also hurting the disabled community. I think we can all agree. So what can government do better to help disabled people adapt? I feel like we don't talk about that enough. That is so true. You know, that is that is a good a good question, a good topic. Um, me personally, I think the government should put more work in the disability community. They should find the time to listen to what the community, the disabled community have to say and what their needs and wants are and make sure that they are all met because they, some of, majority of them, they cannot get a, they cannot work. You know, they are either bed bound, you know, they have some form of, you know, disability form, you know, that is stopping them from doing certain things like like they would be doing. Do you think we're told too much? You can't do it? Do you think we're told too much about that too? <laughs> yes. They, they, you know, they, they, they love, but you know, they can. I want to talk about the feeding too, because I do have friends obviously who have it. And that's an adaptation, especially if you haven't had it in your child years. So those who have to get used to a feeding tube, those who have to adapt to it, what what's your message for them? Wow. Listen, you could still live life. You can still live life. That does not define who you are. You can still enjoy the beauty of life. 
that's my message. That's that's very special. God's played a role. Has the church played a role in helping you get through these days, these years? Um, even when Cain was alive, did the, did the church help you at all as well? To be honest with you, no. Um, it's my, I would say, I was brought up in church, yes. And um, I wasn't getting the support that I that I needed from the church that I, you know, I came to America and, you know, attended as a young child. Um, so it, it, it was mostly my belief and what I, I learned from a young age, how to pray, and my spiritual guide. Where are you originally from, if you mind me asking? I'm from Jamaica. Do you, do you think coming up here also was a blessing? Like, if you had Cadence down there, I don't know, would they have given them the same care that she's gotten up here or she got up here? No, <laughs> definitely not. That's where, you know, the system there in Jamaica is, they are so behind time. She, no, they they wouldn't have done a a a, a, a great job as to the U.S. right now in those type of um, situations. Do you think we're looking silly fighting the healthcare fights we do every day? Like it just seems like healthcare should be available. I and these fights get crazier by the minute. I'm sure you're following that too. Yes, healthcare is a is a necessity for each and every person. That is something that everyone should have access to, you know, because we need to take care of our bodies, you know, and they should do better. They really should. The government should really do better with that. On both sides of the aisle, I think it becomes a debating point when people are literally dying. It's kind of sad, actually. Yes, it is extremely sad. So with this store, I've got to ask you, any stories that come to mind that have really lit you up um, that, that inspire you to keep the store going? Any special stories about the store and the people that come in virtually even? Yes. Um, pretty much the whole neighborhood is excited. <laughs> is excited that, you know, we're here. Um, and the colors of the store, actually, you know, it brightens up the neighborhood. You know, a lot of people, you know, say, hey, you know, when I pass here, you know, the store just brightens. You know, it's like a ray of sunshine. You know, it's, you know, the place is, is dull, but it just brightens up. It just makes you want to smile. <laughs> so, yes. Have you ever, I know you just opened up, but have you thought of expanding as the years go on and even past COVID? Definitely, most definitely. We'll be expanding to um, to every different form of disability out there in the world. We will be catering to from not only babies, but adults as well. Well, please come on this, come, you know, come back on and tell us about your journey because I love your message. I love that you are so positive in the light of such a really tough thing 
tough loss, you're I could tell that you're still shining bright for her, and that's important to know too. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I do have my down days, you know, um, but I don't let that stop me because I know somewhere around the corner there is another blessing. And uh, I think you've helped us realize that here on Alex Garrett Podcasting. So I want to bring you back. Uh, it's not goodbye. It's we'll see you again down the road. Um, Raquel Johnson Poole, is that correct? Yes. Uh, one more time, your number and website and even email, just so people can, can get a hold of you. Yes. My number is 929-402-6087. And that is a direct contact to me. And our website is kmjlove.com. And we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram. Well, we'll, we're going to follow you there. And thank you again so much for joining uh, my podcast, Adapting with Alex Garrett, today. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I really appreciate it. And we'll have you back soon enough. That was Raquel Johnson-Poole, mother of the late uh, Cadence, and she's carrying on her legacy through her store, KMJ Love Wear. I'm Alex Garrett, where we are always adapting.